0: The evening was a bit chilly for summer. It was two miles into town, but they chose to walk, strolling down the tiny, winding roads and through the Muggle village. Ron and Harry said little in the beginning. Ron finally broke the silence. It's going to be Switzerland versus Sweden in the World Cup this year. I can't wait for the English teams to start up again. I wonder when they're going to have the tryouts. Harry shrugged. Ron waited for a moment and then tried again. That was an interesting question that Eloise asked yesterday. Do you think you might want to try out? Harry brightened a bit. Dunno, maybe. Yeah, it might be fun. I developed a few moves this week. I'd like a chance to use them in a game. You've been practicing a lot. I'd like to learn a few. Can you show me tomorrow? All right. They trudged along. It was twilight. The sun was taking a while to go down. Finally, they rounded a bend, and the Snout's Fair came into view. Ron pushed open the heavy wooden door, and Harry followed him into the pub. It was relatively busy. All the tables were taken, but there were several seats at the bar. Ron and Harry slid into two stools, and an elderly yet hearty looking wizard with a large smile and a golden tooth who could only be Goldie Becker himself approached them to take their order. "'Do you have anything stronger than Butterbear?' asked Ron curiously. Goldie grinned, revealing the famous golden tooth. Well, I suppose we do. How old are you boys?' Eighteen, answered Ron. Harry was still seventeen, but his birthday was in a couple of weeks, and they were both of age anyway. "'I think that you are being old enough, then,' answered Goldie, pouring something murky and green into two small glasses. He placed them on the counter with a plunk and waited. Ron and Harry exchanged glances, and— Like so many times during their friendship, each seemed to know what the other was thinking. Taking a deep breath, each of them reached for the glass and in one swift movement threw the drink down their throats. Harry coughed loudly and clutched at his chest. Ron grimaced and then grinned broadly. He raised an eyebrow at the bartender, grabbed Harry's glass in the same hand as his own, and pushed them back down the bar with a nod. Goldie refilled them with a flourish. Ron placed Harry's glass in front of him. "'raised his own high in the air, and said loudly, "'To the summer. "'Harry didn't speak, but he smiled shortly, "'clinked glasses with Ron, and down the second shot. "'Neither of them coughed this time. "'Goldie stood by, watching appreciatively. "'You must be Harry Potter,' he said, "'holding a hand out to Harry, "'who took it and shook it vigorously. "'Your vater came in here several times with his friends. "'And you,' he continued, looking at Ron, "'you must be the Weasley boy.' Remus Lupin was in here last week, and mentioned that I might be seeing the two of you. Ron nodded, reached out his hand, and said, Yeah, I'm Ron. He liked Goldie. A moment later, a wizard drawled from across the room, Goldie, shut your mouth and send me another butterbeer extra. I'm empty over here. The bartender rolled his eyes at Ron and Harry, pulled out his wand, and sent a bottle flying across the room. That's twelve, Mr. Lipset he shouted at the men, "'I have been counting!' "'Excuse me,' said Goldie, who was now being asked to send several more drinks across the room. He pulled a round bottle out from under the counter and set it in front of Ron and Harry. "'A welcome gift,' he said, and he nodded to the boys before moving to the other side of the bar. Ron poured Harry another shot and drank one himself. The liquid burned as it went down his throat, but Ron found he didn't mind so much. Harry's face was very red, and Ron realized that when he tried to talk, he couldn't feel his lips. He laughed through his nose, and Harry cracked the first real smile that Ron had seen in months. They both roared with laughter. An attractive middle-aged witch with long dark hair and form-fitting blue robes walked by them. Both boys watched her walk past them, with their mouths hanging open, and then started laughing again when she was out of earshot. "'Good thing Hermione's not here,' said Harry solemnly, "'pouring them another drink. "'Hey,' protested Ron. "'We have a very open relationship. "'I can look at other witches.' "'Yeah, as long as Hermione's two miles away "'and doesn't see you,' smirked Harry, "'ducking as Ron reached out to swat him on the head. "'The truth was,' Ron thought, "'glancing over Harry's shoulder "'at the good-looking witch down the bar, "'it really didn't matter how pretty other girls were. "'Sure, he'd notice them,' But when he imagined kissing someone, it was always Hermione. And she could kiss, too. Ron reflected, remembering the warmth of her mouth and the pressure of her hands gripping his arms as they stood in the water. She could kiss like anything. But then, that wasn't surprising, was it? Hermione was top-notch in everything she put her mind to. Ron leaned his chin in his hands absently and tried to remember the exact feeling of her curves, as they'd fitted against him, barely separated from his chest by a thin layer of bathing suit. Oi! Wake up, Weasley! Ron felt something hit his arm. Harry had taken a dancing peanut from a bowl on the bar and flicked it at him. Shaking off his thoughts, Ron grinned, plucked a peanut out of the bowl himself, and aimed at Harry. The boys entertained themselves for a while, dodging dancing peanuts and laughing uncontrollably as their aim became progressively worse. Harry was definitely in good spirits. And Ron was feeling very happy. His head was light, and he swayed slightly on his seat. He reached over to a nearby bar stool and picked up a worn copy of the Daily Prophet. Harry, he said excitedly, looking at the front page. Quidditch tryouts are starting soon. They're forming seven teams to start with for England. Look, Oliver Woods has been named captain of the Cannons. Brilliant! You should try out. He'd love to have you as a seeker. "'Devil would make a good seeker for the cannons!' Harry mumbled under his breath. "'Ron stared at Harry, mouth open, in mock surprise. "'What are you saying? You don't like the cannons? Since when?' "'Ron knew that the cannons didn't have the best reputation in the world, "'but they had potential. They'd always had potential. "'Well, maybe I will try out for them, since they're starting early. "'I wouldn't mind playing with Oliver again.' "'Besides,' Harry added, "'I can always try out for Puddle Mirror later in the year "'when all the good teams are having tryouts.' "'Ron whacked Harry over the head with an empty bowl. "'What makes you think you're good enough for Puddle Mirror, Mr. Big Shot?' "'Harry ignored this last statement, rubbed his head, and frowned. "'Why don't you try out for the team if you think it's such a brilliant idea?' "'He demanded, pointing an unsteady figure at Ron "'and then gripping the bar suddenly as if he were about to lose his balance.' Ron laughed at him. Because, he answered honestly, the only team I'd want to be on is the cannons, and the only position I'm really good at is keeper. And Oliver is also a good keeper, and he's already on the cannons. So I'd have to kill Oliver to get on the team, and then I'd be disqualified for being a murderer, so it really wouldn't work. It's too bad, because I need to find a job. Ron shrugged, sighed, and kicked back another shot of the still unidentified green liquid. He felt suddenly sluggish. Hermione had two dozen job opportunities available to her, but he didn't have the foggiest idea what he wanted to do with his life. Did I hear you say that you need a job? Asked Goldie, who had been standing nearby chatting with an elderly wizard in a yellow hat. Yeah, answered Ron gloomily. I thought it might be a good idea if I wanted to, you know, eat. Why, you hiring? Goldie shrugged. I was thinking about it. I have not had an assistant here in two years. I'm not young anymore, and business is good since the bar. I don't know anything about drinks and things, said Ron, picking up the now half-empty bottle in front of him. I don't even know what the hell I've been drinking all evening. I can teach that to you. I call that recipe Goldie's Liquid Curse. It's a secret, ancient recipe from my homeland. Tending the bar It's not difficult. Can you cook? Ron blushed. It wasn't something he wanted to admit in public. Harry answered for him. Ron can make the best ruddy coffee and toast for miles. Ron looked over at his friend. Harry seemed overly cheerful. He wasn't sure whether to be relieved or concerned. Deciding not to worry, he turned his attention back to Goldie. "'There you have it. Making the drinks is like cooking,' said Goldie with a smile. "'Come around this side of the counter, and I will teach you a few tricks.' Goldie lifted the countertop to the right of him, and Ron, now feeling entirely dizzy, slid off the bar stool and wobbled behind the bar to stand next to Goldie. "'I'll be the customer,' said Harry loudly, causing several patrons to turn their heads. "'Give me some more of this green stuff, bartender.' Harry slammed the glass down to the counter so hard that a bowl of peanuts tipped over, and soon they were dancing all over the place. Goldie looked at Ron expectantly. Ron picked up the bottle in front of Harry, bowed, and said, Don't mind if I do. He then lifted the bottle to his own lips and gulped. "First rule, said Goldie patiently, pulling the bottle out of Ron's hands. A bartender must not drink while he is working. No more drinking for you this evening you will say instead but of course ron cleared his throat took the bottle back from goldie and said in a perfect imitation of the innkeeper's accent but of course and he poured harry a drink spilling a bit onto the counter wonderful exclaimed goldie clapping ron on the back now clean up this mess that you have made he stuck a dish towel in ron's hands and pointed at the counter yes said harry solemnly "'You have made a terrible mess, Mr. Weasley. "'I will not tolerate it.' "'Ron swatted the towel at Harry "'and then deftly wiped up the place where he had spilled. "'You are natural!' exclaimed Goldie "'with a hint of amusement in his eyes. "'You can come back tomorrow. "'Around seven? "'I will pay you thirty-five galleons every week. "'Plus you may keep any tips that come your way. "'Deal?' "'Deal!' said Ron delightedly, shaking Goldie's hand. "'He had a job. A real job.' He had to go home and tell Hermione. Come on, Harry. But Harry's head was buried in his arms, face down on the counter. He lifted his head at the sound of Ron's voice, glasses sideways, hair sticking out in all directions. What? he asked confusedly. We're going home. I have to tell Hermione that I got a job. And I didn't even have to write a letter. Come on. Ron pulled at Harry's T-shirt, and Harry fell off the stool, barely landing on his feet. "'Good-bye, boys!' waved Goldie as they exited the pub. "'Bye!' they waved back and wobbled down the road toward Lupin Lodge. The night air seemed to bring Ron back to his senses. Harry, on the other hand, seemed to have less of a tolerance for Goldie's liquid curse and kept bumping into Ron as they walked. Ron started to calculate how much money he would have to save to buy a newer racing broom and wondered if the tips were generous at the Snout's fair. Maybe he can even take Hermione out for dinner. His dad had taken his mum out a couple of times, and she'd always seemed happy about it. "'Hey, Harry?' he asked, reaching out an arm to steady his friend, who had just stumbled over a rock. "'Hey, Ron?' Harry let out a short laugh and stumbled again. "'Will you come to the pub tomorrow night while I'm working?' he asked. "'Yes,' Harry answered, attempting to slap Ron on the shoulder. "'Maybe Colin will come take your picture.' Ron glanced sideways at Harry, who was no longer making much sense. Yeah, right, he said with a laugh, feeling somewhat proud that he could handle his liquor better than his friend. But seriously, you should come. And I hope Hermione will come, too. And Jinny. it'll be fun to have everyone there, don't you think? Harry stopped walking. He was looking down at his feet, frowning slightly. You okay, Harry? Ron asked, hoping he wouldn't have to float his friend home. I don't know. I mean, maybe I won't come. I wouldn't want to bother you on your first day. I can come another time, alone, you know." Ron frowned. Something that had been bothering him ever since expecto sacrifisum surged to the front of his brain. Maybe now was the time to confront Harry about it. That way, if Harry was upset, he might not remember in the morning. One time Bill had come home from a pub quite drunk, and had not even been angry that Fred and George had suspended dung bombs above his bedroom door. Harry, he began, trying to figure out how to best phrase his question. He and Hermione had discussed this numerous times in the past week. Hermione insisted that Harry cared deeply for Ginny, and that he just needed time to work it out. Ginny certainly didn't seem to be anxious or upset around Harry, but then again, she was a good actress, wasn't she? Ron hadn't even suspected that Ginny still cared that way for Harry until Hermione had told him in the library at Hogwarts. It had been quite a shock. A protective feeling overcame Ron, and he decided to be blunt. When are you going to tell her how you feel? It was the same thing that Harry had said to him during Fifth Year, after Ron had refused to go visit Hogsmeade with Harry and Hermione. He understood the feeling. He'd been so bothered by the realization of his feelings for Hermione that he'd managed to avoid her steadily for at least a month. Harry started to walk again. His hands were in his pockets, and he was walking quite fast, although not in a straight line. Damn, Ron muttered to himself and jogged a bit to catch up. Harry, wait up. Harry maintained his pace. Ron grabbed his arm. Harry stopped. Look, he said, I'm sorry, Harry. I didn't mean to interfere. It's just that... You seem so unhappy all the time now. I just thought that now everything's over, well, you know, we can get on with things. Harry looked away. Finally he said, in a very quiet voice, Can we just not talk about it right now? I don't want to talk about it, okay? Ron continued to stare. Okay, he said finally, but if you do want to talk, you know you can come to me, right? I mean... "'You've provided a shoulder for me more than once, mate.' He cleared his throat. "'Right?' "'Thanks,' Harry muttered. "'Ron nodded, feeling a bit awkward. "'It wasn't often that he and Harry had to speak about their friendship. "'It was just there, and they'd certainly never spoken about Ginny. "'The words left an odd tension hanging in the air between them. "'Wanting to get rid of it, Ron grinned suddenly, "'shoved Harry to the side, and broke into a run. "'Race you!' he shouted. He heard Harry's feet stumbling behind him and hoped that everything would be all right.